successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM KMVZ. I appreciate you joining me as well today on iTunes and at GrillNationShow.com. Really pumped for our show today, and before I get started, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the show. Uh, title sponsors of the Grill Nation show on 980 are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Companies, and Ryan Rink. Contributors of the show are the Rieger and Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe, KC uh, Area Development Council, KCADC, and One Light Luxury Apartments. On today's show, <clears throat> we're lucky to have on one of our title sponsors of the show, uh, that is MoBank, and uh, joining me today from MoBank is Alinda Lawrence, who's the Senior Vice President and Relationship Manager at MoBank. Their website is MoBank.com. And each and every month, they bring on an awesome guest. And uh, this week, I'm very excited about our guest because, one, uh, she's an entrepreneur with a great story. And, two, uh, she brought in a ton of goodies for us today, which we'll get into here in the next few segments. But I wanted to welcome in Linda Lawrence to the show and our guest today, who's Robin Knight. From Emily Cates Bakery. Their website is emilycatesbakery.com. They're also on social media. You can just search for Emily Cates Bakery on Instagram. Uh, I've also posted a video to my Instagram uh, showing off some of these treats. We'll also post a photo to our website as well. I want to welcome you guys to the show. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having us. Good, Thank to, ha- you. good to have you. Um, so, Linda, first off, um, how'd you two meet? Like, I know that, you know, you're, you're in the banking industry. I want to get into kind of the relationship and how it started. And then we'll go into, to Robin's story here in a second about our business. Well, I'd like to hear how Robin says we met. Yeah. Because I honestly, it, it was quite, it's been a long time. We, we've been working together now for a number of years. And as, is what happens in the professional world. Sometimes you just meet through networking and through who you know. And um, so I honestly don't remember the exact moment of meeting other than I knew immediately when I met her, and she is a fan of the Avett brothers, as I am too. Mm, there you go. <laughs> and what, so we it immediately, <laughs> it was a done deal. We immediately connected. Yeah. It's so weird. Like sometimes I have that same issue. Like you build a relationship with a friendship with someone or a business relationship, and you're like, you know, how do we meet? Like, when did we meet? How mm-hmm. long ago was that? Mm-hmm. And the only thing that reminds me of that is Facebook, because Facebook mm-hmm. sends you those, oh, yep. you became friends 10 years ago. And then I'm like, okay, so 10 years ago, where was that at? But exactly. yeah, you're right. Like, you just, yep. you work together and you build a relationship, you have a, you have chemistry, and then it's hard to remember, like, when you actually met. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, Robin, um, tell us about yourself. Now, tell us about your background. Are you from Kansas City? I, I think you went to Mizzou, which is where I went to law school, which that's a plus. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, that. That's a plus, yeah. There are also, <laughs> I, I, I creeped on you. There are a couple of other um, interesting little uh, commonalities, but cool. um, yeah. So I, I did. I went to Mizzou and I got um, a degree. It's actually a bachelor of general studies, which my husband is relentless about making fun of me 
Um, because that's one of those, just, that, those, what is right, that? He was like, what is that? Yeah. Right. That's what he says. Um, but what it is, I was actually in art school. I was getting a bachelor of fine art and okay. I was in a ceramics class and I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do for a living? I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to make, I'm not going to make a living uh, throwing pots. And so uh, my mom was in advertising. And so I went to the journalism school and I went to the marketing or the business school and found that there was a degree called the Bachelor of General Studies, which allows you to triple minor. It did a hundred years ago. It, um, so I have a triple minor in a those triple three minor. Yeah. I've never met someone with a triple <laughs> minor, Linda. Yeah, I haven't either. Robin is the first. first. I'm happy. Um, and uh, what it did was prepare me for a career in advertising. So, so you got, you got, uh, you said, which were the three again? So journalism, business, and fine art. I actually also it's have unique. a BFA because I, I was so deep into art school at that point that I just, I have a BFA as well. So, so what kind of art do you? Well, so... Really, I am an art director. I, I was an art director in advertising. And the kind of art I did, like just whatever you had to do to pass mm-hmm. the classes. So okay. was, there was drawing. Yeah. There was so you were, you were good at drawing as a kid. Yeah, and yeah I was you know, not. I, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I was more creative probably creative. than anything else. So it worked good that you worked in an advertising Advertising is like the perfect place for a person who's creative and maybe artistic but not necessarily um, wants to draw <laughs> So, so you've done the the arch, or the uh, uh, ad agency kind of the advertising thing for quite a while, huh? Yeah, yeah, my whole career. So I started out um, in advertising as an art director and uh, worked my way up to being a creative director and then took a little bit of a detour for a while. Um, I wanted to learn account planning and strategy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, now I still uh, work in advertising at a company in Overland Park. And I actually head up our creative department as well as our strategy department. So I work with our clients. So you don't mind on the side, we'll get into your entrepreneurial journey, uh-huh. but the right. uh, the client service industry. Because um, that's what I've been in my whole life. Yeah, no, yeah, it with is. Little, oh with the entrepreneurship 100%. on the side, but no, it's tough. 100% is servicing yeah. clients. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, it kind of becomes a grind. And so that's kind of why it's exciting <laughs> that you uh, have started your own company. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into the story, but just give us kind of a flyover okay. about what you do and what it is. And then in the second segment after the break, I want to talk about kind of the how it all happened and how it's progressed and its growth. Because uh, this isn't uh, a thing that you thought about, I don't think, for no. your, your entire life where you got out of college. You're like, <laughs> no. I'm going to start a company and do no. this and do that. No. Um, this is something you weren't too knowledgeable about no i knew nothing a bakery no i I knew nothing i knew nothing so emily cates is um mostly a wholesale gluten-free bakery Mm -hmm. we are a hundred percent dedicated gluten-free that's critical a lot of people can bake gluten-free products in a kitchen that bakes traditional baked goods with gluten-filled flour um but because of because of where i came at this with two kids with celiac disease, I, I didn't want to do that. So it's 100% uh, gluten-free, 100% dedicated bakery. Um, when I say we're primarily wholesale, we also have a little bit of a retail business because a lot of people who have celiac disease don't want to risk cross-contamination. And so we um, also sell retail to a handful of, a big handful of uh, clients. So. so so tell me again, Let's let's go back. For those of us that don't have kids mm-hmm. with uh, gluten allergies or our own gluten allergies or uh, the celiac diseases. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tell us about what those things are, first of all, Uh, because I feel like um, they've become more mainstream, kind of like autism became more mainstream Mm -hmm. 10 years ago and no one had ever heard of it. And Mm -hmm. now everyone's heard of it. Um, What is, what is this like? And and why is this happening so much these days? So 
I have all kinds of conspiracy theories of my own <laughs> about why it's happening so much. But uh, the bottom line is celiac disease is uh, something that a lot of people have. It's a, it's a sensitivity, a high sensitivity, a critical sensitivity to gluten, which is the protein in wheat. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of reasons for it. It's been around for, for hundreds of years. Um, it's not new. But what is kind of new and emerging is all the gluten intolerance that you find. And it might not be that it's actually new. It might just be that the awareness of it is what's new. Um, and it's just a sensitivity to the protein that's in um, wheat. And the way it manifests is primarily in your small intestine. So mm-hmm. your small intestine can't process the gluten. It kind of acts like glue. It flattens the villi that are in your small intestine, and it creates a myriad of complications. So some intestinal distress, stomach aches, it will manifest in headaches. That's the hard part about celiac disease or gluten or gluten sensitivity is that the um, symptoms are so disparate that mm-hmm. like I have two kids with celiac disease and they have some common symptoms and a lot of uncommon symptoms. Right, right. And I want to get into that after the break. Uh, we're with Robin Knight and Linda Lawrence. Uh, we'll be right back on Girl Nation. And welcome back to the Grill Nation show on 980 AM. I appreciate you sticking with us today and listening on the radio or on iTunes or on the website at grillnationshow.com. We're going to find photos of all of our guests, uh, all of our old shows, and all of our great partners and supporters. I'm sitting here today with Linda Lawrence, who is the Senior Vice President and Relationship Manager at Mo Bank, great company here in Kansas City and a partner of the Grill Nation show. And I'm with Robin Knight, who is the founder of Emily Cates Bakery. Their website is emilycatesbakery.com. She's also uh, been in the advertising world here in Kansas City for quite a while and is the chief strategy officer at a, a company in Irvine Park here called C3 Creative Consumer Concepts. Uh, Robin, we were talking about your your uh, gluten, the gluten allergy thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for playing doctor for a second and telling me what the heck it is. <laughs> uh, but I'm definitely going to have to cut out carbs for a week and see if that <laughs> makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you, when did this idea come to you? I don't know how long it's been. Um, you were in the advertising world and you're now uh, founded a bakery. Uh, <laughs> why did it happen and, and when did it happen? Okay, so necessity is the mother of invention, right? And I had my oldest child was in college in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think, at the end of her sophomore year. I, I get those years a little bit screwed up, but I think it was the end of her sophomore year. And she had trained and run a half marathon and was feeling really good. And then all of a sudden was not feeling good. And she went through about six months. She stayed in Chicago because she had an internship. And over the next six months, she went from being this healthy, vibrant human to somebody who lost a lot of weight, gained a lot of weight, had stomach aches, had headaches, headaches turned to migraines, um, uh, just a lot of yucky uh, symptoms. Yes. Anxiety as well. That's another um, key thing. Anyway, she was convinced she was dying. So she and I, of course, like um, uh, good people, Googled everything, all of her symptoms. And when she got home for Christmas break, it was like, I like think you might have celiac disease. So we went to see your doctor. He's like, well, we got to do some tests to figure that part out. But meanwhile, just stop having anything with wheat in it. And so she did. We started that day. 
And within 72 hours, like she woke up and she said, I don't have a headache today. And this is the first day I haven't had a headache in six months. Mm-hmm. So we progressed um, over the next couple of weeks to uh, with her doctor and doing some other things to just clear her system out. But she was a different kid by the time she went back to school. So she had never had these issues? Never. In high school? No, no. So never. it happened just all of a sudden? It did. It did. It just, it just snowballed. And then what was interesting was, um, so she's getting ready to go back to school. And I'm like, okay, this is great. You know, you, we know what it is. You're going to be fine. I thought she was <laughs> dying. And so I was really happy that it was just, <laughs> oh, a dietary change. You're going to be fine. But she actually got teary. And I was like, you know, is this relief? What is this? And she's like, no, this is, I'm never going to have another cupcake. She had worked at Dolce Bakery when she was in high school. And where's that at? Prey Village? At Prey Village, yep. Mm-hmm. And had a great appreciation for delicious baked goods. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, no, like no more cupcakes, no more bread. What am I going to eat? She ate nachos for dinner for three months after she went back to school. She's like, that's the only thing I know is corn chips and cheese. I know I'm safe. Anyway, I was like, oh, how hard can it be to make a gluten-free cupcake? Uh, I got your back. That'll be fine. I, tr- I did a couple of experiments when she came home for spring break in the next summer, and they were abysmal. And nothing got real. I sort of abandoned it until my second daughter, who's five years younger, um, started to show some of the same symptoms. And I'm like, oh, no, this is just in her head. It's like, this doesn't happen. So she's doing it because her sister's doing I'm, it. I'm, yeah, I was convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced there was something silly happening. Um, and she was 15, almost 16. And all of a sudden, her symptoms just cascaded into this terrible mess. Took her to the doctor, and he's like, oh, yeah, congrats. You got two who cannot have wheat. Took it out of her diet completely took care of all of her symptoms by not having um, wheat anymore. And that's when it got real because she was in her sophomore year of high school, still living at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, I got to figure out how to feed somebody who cannot have wheat. And then of course oh. I've got Emily in the back of my head, by the way, it's Emily Kate's bakery. Yeah. I was Emily. wondering that Emily Kate's <laughs> Emily, bakery. Emily's it's two daughters names. Yeah, okay. Katie's Katie's my youngest. Cause I met, so. cause I, cause I was doing the research. I'm like Robin Knight. How the hell did she come <laughs> up with Emily, Where did Kate's Emily bakery? Kate come from? Right. Right. Yeah. From my two children. Yes. They're the ones. Um, so once, once Katie was home and well, once Katie was home, she was home and all of that, I had to figure it out. So I started one thing at a time. The first thing that we got right was a pumpkin muffin. Mm-hmm. And uh, my oldest, Emily, was like, it's still not a cupcake. <laughs> so so then I was working on chocolate, which was my early experiments were so bad. Mm-hmm. I was so naive when I thought it would be easy. Anyway, so then I began to work on cookies, and I worked every single weekend over the course of a couple of years um, to get a handful of recipes that were as good as what you could buy at a normal bakery because that was the criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, once I got there, and still I say the criteria, that was a criteria for opening a business. I just wanted good cookies for my kids was was the um, initial reason for doing it. So once we got that, I was like, hey, like there's the marketer in me kicked in, right? So I'm like. Was well, there was, anyone doing this when you did this mm-hmm. in town? No. There's, there was a bakery. What year was this, by the way? Uh, How long ago? 2000. I started the bakery in 2015. Yesterday mm-hmm. was our three-year anniversary. Okay. Oh, congrats. So it's fairly new then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we are still we are still like a baby giraffe trying to learn what in the world is going on every month and, and the new challenges that we have. But, but yeah, it is new. And three years ago, there was a bakery called, and still is, Mama Rush's. It's gluten-free, but it's also all allergens. And we don't do that. We use eggs. We have peanut butter in the shop. Um, we aren't, we're just gluten-free. Just gluten-free. Yeah, okay. because all of those things that are other allergies, eggs, I mean, that's what makes stuff really good. So we just haven't gone um, that direction. We do have some dairy-free things. 
um, as well. But um, anyway, so once we had that that set of a dozen really good things, the marketer in me understood that there was a gap in the marketplace and that there was a dearth of good baked goods that didn't have a bunch of preservatives or mm-hmm. other things in them to give them a long shelf life. And so that's when it's like, okay, maybe there's a business here. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and what did you tell your husband or your daughters to think you were nuts? Like what happened <laughs> well, then? My husband was like, uh, he's, he's just funny through the whole thing. He's like, okay. Okay. See I, 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 I jumped to a conclusion. I presume you're married with two kids. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. I yes, saw your yes. wedding ring, so yes, I was yes. like, okay, yeah, she's married. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and the girls were really excited. Em- Emily, my oldest, she was like, okay, let's watch this. My youngest is just, she was all over having her name be part of the business. <laughs> um, so, no, they were actually really good, great taste testers. That's probably my husband's greatest value is he, he is a no BS person. If he does not think it tastes great, He'll be like, mm. <laughs> so so. I've done that before. That's always a negative. That's a positive or a negative, I guess. Right, right. You have if to you're if you're it. brutally honest with someone that's cooking mm-hmm. for you, right? Yeah, and he is. He has no he has no problem with brutal <laughs> honesty. So um, so he really. I probably should credit him with a lot of um, the level of quality and stuff because he he absolutely would call me out if he's like, no, I think I can detect something. So when you started this process, how long did it take before you actually opened your door? Oh gosh. Um, uh, 18 months <laughs> and it took a long time in part because I, I had no idea what I was doing. You had another job. I had, I had a full-time job. Yeah. Um, I had to figure out how to write a business plan. Um, and so I, like, Googling, I Googled it. Okay. Like, what does a business plan look like? And, and studied and, and mm-hmm. wrote and then shared it with these guys, um, Linda and, and it was I, Julie. It was you and Julie in our first meeting, mm-hmm. and then it was just you. You had the heavy hitters there. I did. I did. I did. I, did. I told you, and you know, we talked about networking a second ago. Um, a friend of a friend of a friend was like, "You got to contact Julie Mears," and so yes. I did. And then Julie was like, "Okay, you got to talk to my friend Linda." And then an hour later, we were completely off track talking about the Avett brothers. <laughs> but um, it all came back around to they were super helpful and and actually helped me find um, the gal who helped me do all the financials. Um, which was great and mm-hmm. invaluable because I'm a creative director. I'm not a financial person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really that relationship um, with Linda and with Nancy, who's the other gal, gave me the confidence to go, okay, I actually do think I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband knows construction, so he really helped with putting the, the actual physical bakery together. So who was all on board for this? What do you mean? Who was on board? Your husband jumping on board. He you, was, you having a side job he, as, a, as running a bakery. You know, <laughs> sometimes he just looks from a distance and it's like okay if if a mess ends up happening i'll help you clean it up <laughs> but he really he he had his own full-time job and mm-hmm. and um and he's helpful but no it really i just point that thing. out because you know i mean being an entrepreneur is mm-hmm. is is a some people totally have it and some people are like mm-hmm. think you're nuts and yeah. so when he's you, more when, in that camp yeah. no he's pretty he's also risk averse which makes us mm-hmm. a nice team mm-hmm. um so yeah he just he and your was, daughters were on board. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very on board. But by the time we actually began to do construction and, and build the shop, my youngest, who was the last one at home, was in college. Okay. So really it was – and that's what cleared the space to do it, the time and space. Was so do they so. do they get involved in the business now when they're back or yeah. in the summer? The or? youngest does. Like okay. she's the one who's always harassing me about social media and telling mm-hmm. me what to do or what not to do. And if I don't edit a photo properly, she'll she'll be like, "Okay, can I edit your photos next time?" And that's like that. great. No, no, she's she's great. And my oldest is super happy to um, 
do any taste testing, but she lives in St. Louis, so oh, that's not far. No, it's not far. No, when are you gonna open far, up a branch in St. Louis? She should she should run that, and then you, you know. can she can become an entrepreneur. Next, then you can, you next have, stage, you could call MoBank and ask for a loan. Hey, 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 we're expanding. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, that's cool. That's interesting. I always wanted to know like how these types of things get started. So you're three years in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, three years in, and really, um, we've grown quite a bit. We started where we supplied small bakeries. So Dolce Bakery sells our stuff and coffee shops who just want to be able to offer a gluten-free product to their customers. Mm-hmm. Um, Poor Coffee House in Olathe just does a bang-up business. They're um, really a wonderful mm-hmm. partner. I'm looking at your list here on your website. Oh, yeah. uh, Unbakery and Juicery, we've actually, I believe, had them on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a coffee shop in Lee Summit called Gusto. Uh-huh. Hopefully these are all current. Yeah. Our, our archi- archives, uh, yeah. coffee shop in the pla- at the Plaza Library. Uh-huh. Uh, one more cup in Waldo. Yeah. Donatology in Westport. Andrew Cameron, we've had him on the show. Good guy. Uh, Pilgrim, Pilgrim Coffee Company, Overland Park. Um, or places you can get these. And our next segment, uh, Robin, I want to talk to you about kind of the decision to uh, do more wholesale than retail uh, and why you decided to do that. Uh, it's kind of unique. I, I kind of tend to agree with you on this decision to do more wholesale. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk about that and then I want to talk about uh, some of your products that you offer that you brought in. We'll go through those as well. I'm joined today by Robin Knight from Emily Kate's Bakery and Linda Lawrence from MoBank. You're listening to Grill Nation. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show, 980 AM KMBZ. I appreciate you joining me today on iTunes as well as at grillnationshow.com. I'm with Robin Knight, who's the founder of Emily Kate's Bakery, and their website is emilykatesbakery.com. Also uh, with show partner uh, MoBank, represented today by Linda Lawrence, Senior Vice President and Relationship Manager at MoBank. We've had a lot of fun off-air talking about <laughs> entrepreneurship and banking and whatnot. Um I want to talk more about Emily Kate's Bakery. Now, Robin, um, okay, we went through kind of the, the idea, the process. You started the company. Um, did you have a storefront when you started? Because I noticed that a lot of your business is wholesale. Um, so if I'm, I, I initially came into this conversation not knowing that. Uh-huh. And then I looked at the website. I'm like, oh, wow, they're in like every cool new place in Kansas City offering gluten, uh, gluten uh, treats and whatnot and pastries. What are you retail or just wholesale? So our primary business is wholesale. Um, we have a we have a commercial kitchen. We don't have a retail storefront. We do sell retail though, direct to customers who place a custom order with us. So somebody okay. comes on and say, "Hey, I need a wedding cake, or I would like a birthday mm-hmm. cake, or I would like a dozen cupcakes for a kid's party at school." As long as they place a custom order and give us forty eight hours in, uh, notice, then they can come by the shop and pick it up. And if it's a first time customer, we always give them a little heads up. Like it's a commercial kitchen. You're going to walk in and you're going to see like mixers and boxes and all kinds of things around you. Where and is that at? It's in Prey Village. So we're at 90th and Row. Okay. And it's, we're in just this tiny little strip mall behind a <laughs> fire station with a bunch of um, hair salons and doggy daycares. <laughs> what, what went into that decision to not go for the, uh, okay. the glamour and the, and the having the, the storefront and like the I, cool. I got to tell you. Because you started kind of the opposite way. Very much. And yeah. it's, it is nothing but a marketing decision. So if you own a retail bakery, um, and then anybody in your retail footprint, odds are excellent that 90 to 100% of the people in your retail footprint can come to your bakery and purchase something to eat. 
But when you consider gluten-free products, 10% maybe of your retail footprint need gluten-free products. And Mm. so your retail footprint has to be huge. So instead of trying to get a whole bunch of different individual consumers to make a long trip to a single retail location, we decided to be wholesale and distribute out so that we could put that product um, in the hands of anybody in a larger geographic But area. you lose the branding, name recognition. You lose right? the branding. I mean, yes. You lose some of your, your um, profit, too. You, you lose the Yes. <laughs> that's the worst. I feel like you, I'm on Shark Tank yeah. right now. No, I'm, like, right. I'm like Mark Cuban being like, I don't no, know. I, I don't like know about stuff. this idea. No, but here's the thing. You lose the branding until you're in Whole Foods, which we are mm-hmm. in. Okay. And now Whole Foods, we have our own table, the new Whole Foods down um, in South Oh, Boston. I know all about it. We the have, Mayor, Mayor I, James is like, Kansas City is, is, is spending millions of dollars there. Mm-hmm. You can take the streetcar there at some point. Yeah. I mean, it is a cash cow right now. It, it is crazy. <laughs> we have our own table. We have our own big section in the grab-and-go refrigerator case. Oh, cool. Um, we're working on some new products for them, including bread and grab-and-go grab and things if you're just going through grabbing your lunch. Um, so we're there. So that's where our branding How did that happen, to, the Whole Foods uh, relationship? A connection of a connection of a connection. So um, Aaron Brown, who owns Dolce, introduced me to a couple of um, lovely human beings from Whole Foods who actually are um, headquartered in Denver. Mm-hmm. And um, they were really intrigued and really liked our stuff. And so when they came back to Kansas City, they called me and said, hey, come over and talk to us. So that's so, so Whole Foods, Linda, uh, mm-hmm. Whole Foods put you in their store. Mm-hmm. You have signage. Mm-hmm. And then what, what's, the, what's the goal out of that? You get more wholesale orders. You get more name recognition. Yeah, it's both. So our goal from here is expansion, right? And we, we mm-hmm. always set up for small-scale manufacturing. I don't want to be – I wouldn't mind being huge – but like that's not the goal is to, is to have machined stuff that ends up requiring um, mold inhibitors and preservatives. In okay. The product. Yeah, you're talking that. about a lot of expenses here. You're going to have to call that. the bank and get another. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I just so want nice. that bread. <laughs> I want that gluten free <laughs> bread. <laughs> right. Um, but no, the idea is that we'll expand into other markets, and we're um, we're talking with um, Whole Foods about what that looks oh, like. Oh, in and other markets with Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah, be awesome. Sure. Yeah, we already ship to the Whole Foods in Wichita. Mm. And so now it's just kind of learning the things I've learned about a bill of lading and <laughs> what, what's required in your HACCP plan um, in order to accommodate all of those things. Um, a lot of learning. That is um, pretty cool. And, you know, it's pretty cool how fast that's happened. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it has. Another really interesting thing that we're working on, it's just beginning to start up again this year, is we make all of the gluten-free crusts, all the gluten-free pies for Tippins mm. for their holiday pies. So the first year it was they placed an order for 400, which sounded massive to us, but it's actually nothing in the grand scheme <laughs> compared to how many pies those guys make. Um, and then last year we made a couple thousand. Um, and this year we'll see we'll see how it goes. But we're really delighted to be a part of their business. So well. to me, it, as an outsider, I feel like this is a growing market. But it sounds like there's not as much competition. Is it? Or maybe there is, but your product is superior. Linda is talking about that off air mm-hmm. that it's the best you've mm-hmm. ever eaten. It absolutely is. The is best that kind of your differentiator? You think, or is there just really no buddy coming into this market? Well, there there are a couple. So that, I think it's our business model. Mm-hmm. We're not retail. We do have competitors. There are a couple of. I don't really know them. Um, I'm not. Well, I'm just saying on a trending national level, the gluten free. Oh, yeah world has 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 exploded right yeah. um there's so many people that can't have gluten and so mm-hmm. to me i'm pretty i'm this is great but i'm 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 kind of shocked that there hasn't been you mentioned this was three years ago i thought maybe five ten years ago mm-hmm. uh there's more not more of these types of things popping up but you seem to have a unique 
business model. I, I think the business model is what's unique because there are a lot of gluten-free bakeries. I travel a ton mm-hmm. and I go any city I go to, I can tell you the gluten-free bakeries that are there. If it's a new city, we look for new ones. Um, I just love to see their products and their ingredients and how they merchandise things. But it's 100% retail. Mm-hmm. And then you have a couple of brands like Udi's or it's mm-hmm. Canyon something. Um, they're both based out of Denver or Boulder, Denver and Boulder. And, and they package product and distribute out across the United States. But there's that I'm aware of. There's nobody who's doing what we're doing, which is wholesale on a regional basis. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So yeah. you found a niche. You found your little... Stumbled upon it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. So sure. talk to us about your, uh, your, your products here. I, I've got a bunch in front of me that you brought, which <laughs> I'm excited to try. Yeah. And I'm excited to share with people at the office later. Um, hopefully this will last for a while. <laughs> uh, you brought uh-huh. in a lot of food. Yeah. Um, what, what are some of your most famous, uh, highest selling uh, products here? So we sell- and you can't see these on the radio, but I will, we will try to explain. There's a cinnamon roll. We have some chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Chocolate chip cookies, snickerdoodle cookies. Man, I'm going to have to bring some of these to my mom, too. Yeah. Mom and grandmother would love this. Yeah. Tell you yeah. what. Um, so we sell like, we sell a lot of cookies because the cookies are just normal. It's an easy product. It's got a great shelf life. Um, They're very big, too. Yeah. And, well, yeah, if you have a cookie, <laughs> <laughs> you might as well go, on, go all in. Yeah. Um, probably our, our uh, most remarkable product is the cinnamon roll because it's mm-hmm. so normal and it's so this, The, the cinnamon good. roll, you cannot... You cannot tell the difference that it's, you cannot tell it's gluten free at, at all. Yeah. So yeah. I'm noticing these like cookie things. Yeah. So, that have like filling in the middle. What <laughs> so are those, those are called? Cookie sandwiches. So cookie sandwiches. Like oatmeal cream pie. And then that's a, the one in the middle is a peanut butter fudge. Definitely we'll try that one. Yeah. That's, so it's just two peanut butter cookies. And then um, the, the, the chocolate fudge that's in the middle is actually a cream cheese icing that's mixed with ganache that we make at the shop. And so the ganache is literally chocolate from Belgium. That is melted down and blended with cream, and then uh, we put a little bit of. We actually use Messenger Coffee's espresso. Oh, and cool! So we put a little bit of Messenger espresso in there uh, just to give it some nice punch. And then uh, that's just uh, the other cookies: a chocolate chunk sprinkle cookie. I'm which, noticing these. These look familiar. Oh, and I had those. These as kids. So it's like a Hostess cupcake. Hostess right? cupcake. Yeah. So Hostess cupcake was my favorite thing as a kid. You know the marshmallow uh-huh. cream filled cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And so it's our chocolate cupcake. And it's filled with a marshmallow cream, and then we cover it with ganache, and then use the marshmallow cream to do the little swirly thing. Mm. Um, and then uh, we make brownies, and those are cream cheese brownies. Cheese. Um, and then that's a blueberry pecan streusel bar. We're going <laughs> to definitely have some fun with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I also noticed on your website you guys make the Pop-Tart things. Oh, heck yeah. The, I don't know I why, see we, those, why didn't we bring you a Pop-Tart? Well, no, I, really I, 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 no <laughs> these are like unique. I see those mm-hmm. a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Like you go to like um, Thalmaist or mm-hmm. different yeah. coffee shops. Um, they have those Pop-Tarts, and everyone loves them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see, and there are two different Pop-Tart camps. One's like the Toaster Strudel Camp, which is more like a flaky um, mm-hmm. Pop-Tart thing. And then there's like the Pop-Tarts, and that's what we make. Ours are much more like the traditional Pop-Tarts that you got in a box and threw in the toaster. Right. Kids, so. I like those a little better. They're not as messy. They're, well, yeah. they're my favorite, and yeah. you know, they're not as messy. So not only do you do these types of baked, you also do, um, you have a quiche on your website, oh, and yeah. you do pies as well. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, we do cobblers. We do fruit crisps. You've made some cakes, it looks like. We make a lot of cakes. For a lot we of weddings? So many cakes. We do wedding cakes and birthday cakes and little smash cakes for babies' first birthday. and. All so talk to me about your overhead um, mm-hmm. when you're a wholesale and a mm-hmm. custom business. Yeah. So you don't have to do products every day. So we do products you, every day. You do, we, though. Okay. We bake. To but your order. inventory can be smaller. Yeah. Well, it, we bake to order. And that's one of those uh, things that we're still figuring out. 
Okay. Because we 100% bake to order. If you have a retail um, location and you're baking, you're putting stuff out in a display for people to come in to get, you're you're deciding what your volume is going to be. Mm-hmm. But with us, we literally wait until an order comes in. And then we're like, okay, we have this order from Whole Foods and it is this amount of stuff. So we bake it all, cut it, package it, deliver it. How many people are on your team? So I have four full-time bakers okay. and a part-time bakery assistant and then i have a part-time business manager and then i have my husband <laughs> does all kinds of stuff the important what, is, what does he do for his, his real job well his real job he's in construction okay um and then and then he's he's working on he kind of wants to become a day trader so there you go he's so he's trading. entrepreneurial too now you've, exactly. you've, you've given him the bug mm-hmm. the website again is emily kate's bakery uh, com. there's a list of their story about about them and their products where you can buy them in kansas city um and whatnot. Uh, we got one segment left. I want to talk about the future, the growth, and what you're what you're looking forward to doing, and then maybe talk more about the business as well. And then Linda, I want to talk about kind of how you guys have worked with um, with Robin and Emily Kate's Bakery uh, through MoBank to to help the growth and whatnot, and, and how you guys help companies like uh, Robins uh, grow and succeed. Absolutely. Yeah, you're listening to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM KMBZ. Check us out online at grillnationshow.com. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Right back after the break with our final segment with Robin Knight from Emily Kate's Bank. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I appreciate you joining me again today. I'm your host, Jason Grill, 980 AM KMBZ. I'm also joined today by Robin Knight from Emily Kate's Bakery, a great uh, local uh, company here in Kansas City. They make all gluten-free uh, bakery items, and uh, check them out at emilykatesbakery.com. Also joined by Linda Lawrence, who is with MoBank. She's the Senior Vice President and Relationship Manager there. Uh, been in the banking industry for quite a long time and is, uh, has uh, worked with uh, Robin on Emily Kate's Bakery. Real quickly, let's just talk about that. So you obviously uh, need to work with the bank a lot of times to, to start a company. Uh, what is that relationship like? And Linda, um, how did you guys interact and how did this all uh, take place? And what have you done to kind of help um, the, the bakery kind of grow and, and move forward? Sure. I think we were Robin's sounding board at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what you don't know. And, and especially in banking, uh, you know, a lot of people get very nervous and intimidated and aren't quite sure what the next step is. And I've, I have been in the banking industry a long time. So what I've learned to do is to listen and consult and a bank loan is not always the absolute right thing to do. Sometimes, um, you can even work through it without getting a loan. Mm-hmm. And I just, I pride myself in being that consultant. I'm also an SBA expert, so I can mm. use that if we need to, if that's a tool that we need to use. A lot of, a lot of people use that tool in the startup world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A lot of people use credit cards too, mm-hmm. and that can sometimes work. I mean, there's all kinds of options, and that's what I try to uh, become that expert for that entrepreneur that so they don't have to look elsewhere. But with Robin, she was my perfect, perfect um uh, I would say customer, entrepreneur, friend. Um, she kind of, she's very intelligent, very smart, and um, grasps things very quickly. Uh, so it was it was easy with Robin, you mm-hmm. know, just listening, providing a, a little 
touch of advice here or there and offering, of course, we're, we're a bank. We offer the accounts and loans, et cetera, as they need. So, but she was really easy to work with, provided information quickly, which is necessary. Had her business plan ready. She mentioned that, I believe, earlier. So it, it, she was really easy to work with. Mm, that's great. <laughs> what about them? Do you feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always go back to, I'm a creative director. And, <laughs> and anybody who's ever worked with me in advertising will roll their eyes when I say the next two words, expense reports. Like, not my strength at all. Um, and you guys really gave me the confidence. Like, I remember going, I think this will work. And then I would look over like, are you shaking your head or are you nodding your head? You know, it's like, really, it gave me a ton of confidence that you guys were like yep this all mm-hmm. makes sense and so it gave me the courage to jump into it mm-hmm. um and then you know we've we kind of made our way through the first year or two and now we're we're at a point now that we're mm-hmm. at three years where um we've been talking uh, quite a bit again because mm-hmm. there's some i have expansion needs i mm-hmm. need another freezer which sounds <laughs> crazy our freezer like you could live in it it's so big but <laughs> i need another freezer we need a delivery vehicle or mm-hmm. two um because of the the you know well you're talking about every store. every restaurant tour i mean i I, work <laughs> with a, I, I uh when i moved recently a friend of mine owns a a pretty big scale restaurant here in kansas city and he had like 10 of those vans and mm-hmm. i was like can i borrow one i'm gonna have to move a bunch of stuff so he had 10 of those white <laughs> vans awesome. that ever that you're, you're talking about delivery vehicles yeah, you need yeah. those especially with a lot of custom orders oh yeah no you do and we run delivery routes and right now we just use our mm-hmm. cars and pay mileage and stuff, but it's, it's now it's a little bit upside down. It's much mm-hmm. more cost effective to have our own vehicles. And I've worked with our insurance guy and all of that to get that rolling, but mm-hmm. that's our next, mm-hmm. that and some additional equipment. And your uh, daughters are, what are they pretty proud of you right now? <laughs> they were yeah, the whole reason for I this. Thanks, so. they were thanks, thanks for getting sick daughter. <laughs> thanks for having your issue. <laughs> now I've got a successful business. An illness you will deal with the rest of your life. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they are. I, I really, I, think they are we don't talk about it a ton but um but no i think they are they're always happy to taste test anything my oldest we're gonna go see her next weekend and she lives in st louis and so it's real close to her birthday and i'm like do you want a cake she's like yeah or could i have a couple like because there are a couple of flavors i might like so so yeah uh, all the perks of having your parents Mm. so so the next five years kind of what are you what are you thinking about here i mean is it are you still kind of in limbo because of the uh you know, wholesale versus retail, or do you really just want to take this thing national or what, what's your, what's your so, goals here? As, as dumb as this is going to sound, I actually wrote what I call a vision map. I, I, it, I don't know. I don't even know if that's a term. Usually you charge just... people for that in your advertising. <laughs> strategy. Right? Right? I love you have a strategy. strategy. Holy it is, crap. It's the strategy. Oh my God. I'm actually doing my own job with myself. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I wrote out, here's what short, mid and long term looks like. And mm-hmm. short term is to, shore up all the opportunity that exists in Kansas City because I am such a Kansas City girl. I that was another question is, is they've been supportive. The city has. and Yeah, yeah. really, really. Mm-hmm. What is shocking to me, though, is how often I hear that somebody's like, oh, I hadn't heard of you guys. I just heard of you because in my own mind, like, I feel like we're everywhere, but we're nowhere near. We haven't. Mm-hmm. We haven't. I mean, I, I, I hadn't heard of you yet. Yeah, I'll be honest. So, right. so I was excited. So we mm-hmm. are nowhere near as um, – in this market as I want to be. But that's like the short-term thing. Midterm is taking a regional view and seeing where we can expand with Whole Foods. So Mm -hmm. there's opportunity in a couple Mm -hmm. of different markets um, that require shipping, but that's okay. We're figuring that out. Um, And then long-term is figuring out, is retail 
something that we want to get into doesn't make any sense in our business plan at any point. You you, you probably don't need that at this point. I don't because need usually it we've mm-hmm. had uh, Danny O'Neill on, we've had other people who have a huge wholesale yeah. world, and all of them have said most of their revenue comes from their wholesale operation. For mm-hmm. sure. And, and, and the retail was the, hey, we need to have some uh, publicity yeah. to get these mm-hmm. wholesale orders. Mm-hmm. You've kind of done it the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it really, it, it worked out, and I really do love it, but it's just deciding do we do it or do we not do it? It's on the table right now more as a, a pencil sketch on the corner of a sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. But at some point I'm going to have to address it and decide, no, we're never going to go that direction or maybe when, we will. When was the moment you kind of knew you had a something that could be really successful? Um, when was that kind of aha moment in Kansas City oh, that's so where you're like, okay, this isn't just like, I, you know, I'm going to make a couple grand here honestly, and there. <laughs> it was when it was when Whole Foods. Okay. I got a note from uh, the gal in Denver and she said, hey, like, we're going to be back in Kansas City next month. Can't wait to meet with you. I'm going to send you some stuff ahead of time. This is without a formal tasting. They tasted a couple of things, but no formal tasting. And they sent me a note and said, hey, here's this extra stuff. We want you to start filling out this paperwork because we're excited to partner with you. And I was like, oh, wait, like, don't <laughs> I have to be more legitimate? Don't you have to see more stuff? You know, what? What do you need? That's pretty that cool. Was, that was the moment, yeah. And what is your, uh, we have a minute left in the show. What was kind of some of your biggest surprise and, and biggest challenge? Okay, biggest surprises are how sweet and kind people are when they haven't had a good, they have celiac disease, they're recently diagnosed, and they'll send us a note just to say thanks. Like, I didn't know people did that. And it is, it sounds so corny, but no, wow, it will, it makes your day biggest challenge is having um a day job and this and trying to figure out how to not impede the growth of the bakery because i have other things on my plate mm. i mean we didn't really get into that that decision mm-hmm. if you uh take over full time mm-hmm. and really expand that thing and when that makes sense for you yeah. that's something you have to think about down the road right that's every the startup deals every section of the vision every app. entrepreneur <laughs> and startup has to deal with that right right it's like you got yeah. your, your 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 money coming in from here and this mm-hmm. stability mm-hmm. but you got this thing that could potentially be huge good at it and you enjoy yeah. doing that yeah. and there's this other thing that's like that's where your heart is like mm-hmm. you know head and heart all of it can i start asking uh prospects for vision maps can i yes. can i borrow that <laughs> Linda, absolutely we, we both i love need that those. Absolutely. I need someone to help me through that, too. <laughs> we'll hire you to do that. Excellent. Robin Knight has this. been our guest today on the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Check out her company out, Emily Cates Bakery, at emilycatesbakery.com. They do custom stuff. They do wholesale. Uh, they're located in Prairie Village. Uh, not a retail shop, but a uh, commercial uh, kitchen. Come by and say hello. <laughs> Linda Lawrence um, from MoBank, I appreciate you uh, bringing Robin on this show, and I appreciate both of you guys for joining me today. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one.